Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, barbecuers of all ages, Cowboy Cav here welcoming you to the Man Meat Barbecue Show with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is brought to you by Myron Mix and Smokers. Are you a caterer, a competitor, a barbecue enthusiast? Myron Mixon has the smoker for you. Check out all their styles at MyronMixonSmokers.com. And don't forget to tell them Mikey K sent you. Do you enjoy this podcast, our blogs? Well, join our growing community of friends over on Patreon and help support your favorite barbecue podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our YouTube page for lots of videos on different styles of barbecue, different recipes, and the entrepreneurship of barbecue. And now, here's your host, Mikey K. What's up, guys? We are hanging out with Joey from Red Meat Lover. If you go on Instagram, it's Red Meat Lover, all one word, but where he really has his presence is YouTube. Um, so if you go to youtube.com slash Red Meat Lover, that's really where you're going to see Joey uh, thrive and and see see what they're putting out. And they're putting out some really, really cool stuff. So definitely make sure that you guys go and check them out on, on the YouTube. Make sure you check them out on the Instagram. Give them some love there, too. But uh, Red Meat Lover on YouTube is really where uh, where your followers kind of live, which is kind of interesting. Um, and, I, and I do want to talk about that today. But I, I want to start with saying thank you so much for coming on the show, hanging out with us. It was really good to meet you at NBBQA in person. Um, super. This guy's a super nice dude. He really is. Kind of a weirdo, but super nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joey, thank you so much for coming on the show. If you could tell us a little bit about yourselves before we kind of get into this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for uh, having me on. Thanks for the plug. It was great meeting you too. Um, Red, Red Meat Lover, we're all about uh, cooking meat made easy. And uh, that's just what we try to do in each video that uh, we produce. Uh, as you mentioned, we're primarily located on YouTube. Uh, we have a website presence too. And uh, our uh, social media, you know, it's, it's never as good as it should be. Uh, but uh, that's really where we focus is on YouTube and, and just making great videos, uh, teaching people to uh, cook uh, simple uh, things that they can do around the house. And, uh, you know, that tastes good too. Hey, I mean – that's the best way. So what I want to ask is how did you kind of get started on this journey of yours? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Um, I guess it all kind of really started in college when I was forced to cook for myself for the first time. And after, you know, you, I got tired of eating ramen noodles for about a month. I decided I should finally learn to cook something, rolled into the grocery store, and you just stare at this big meat counter where they have all these different cuts. I didn't know the difference from flank steak to sirloin steak, and I could go on down the list. And I just started buying different cuts of meat and, uh, you know, failing a lot, but then learning some great things along the way. At that time, Atkins uh, was really big, so protein was a big part of that diet. Um, I was 22 at the time, so uh, that was just a natural fit for me. Uh, after uh, after college, as you're living that bachelor life and you're getting together with all your buddies and grilling, you realize that a lot of us, a lot of us had the same questions, you know, like what's the best way to cook this? And so Red Meat Lover was kind of born out of those experiences and, and uh, answering that question, you know, and uh, that's, that's uh, kind of the backstory. About the time my daughter was born, um, I began to ask myself uh, some, you know, some bigger questions 
uh, one of which is what would I do with my life if time or money weren't objections for me? And of course, they're major objections, but just in that vacuum of that question, and I just decided, well, if I, I could wake up every morning, I wasn't forced to do anything, I'd probably work out, I'd probably uh, drink, and I'd probably cook. I don't want to win any fitness competitions. The drinking thinking, uh, the drinking thing didn't sound too healthy, and so uh, we just decided to kind of put this vision forward of uh, this, these backyard grilling sessions to uh, to create a website initially, and then it just kind of morphed into a YouTube channel. So it was just kind of that natural progression that you were like, listen, we're doing video, we're doing video work kind of anyways, but where where does video live best? And that that's YouTube. <laughs> you know what it I mean? does. It does. And my, uh, uh, a buddy of mine is just really good behind the camera. And it was really his idea to, uh, try this YouTube, uh, video thing. And so he was behind the camera. I kind of drew the short straw, ended up in front of it. And our, our first video that we published now has 80,000 views. Our second had like 130. And we just figured like, wow, there's, there's really something to this. But our initial idea was just to create a website. That was all we really wanted to do. And it just, this happened. So, Hey, you know that, I think that's kind of how all great things happen. You know, initially I wanted to do a, I wanted to do a blog. Well, I suck at writing, but I can talk. So they were like, you know what? Why don't you just, just talk? That's going to make life a little bit easier. And I was like, you're right. And they were like, why don't you do a podcast? So so that's kind of how the podcast came out. You know what I mean? And it, it, I think all great things kind of find find their way in, like, find their way to you. Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, path of least resistance, man. Just what comes naturally to us, we tend to excel at. And uh, as it relates to, you know, kind of being in front of the video, I had actually, uh, f- for some professional affiliations I was uh, a part of uh, earlier in my career, I was actually uh, involved in some public speaking clubs. And so I didn't know it at the time, but that was re- a really nice um a compliment to kind of transitioning into the YouTube world. Although again, it was never the intention. That is, yeah, it's always kind of like that. You're like, wow, that kind of helped me out. Um, doing this help helped me out here. Doing this helped me out here. So that that that's always a uh, a plus. Oh, absolutely, man. It, like I said, it just what well, comes naturally to us. You know, I mean, the hard part for me is actually I'm I'm not really uh, tech inclined, so kind of the same thing. Uh, the website. Again, it's just never, ever done. It's never where you want it to be, right? Because I know you have one. There's like yep. always more to do. Um, but my background really isn't in technology. So being in front of the camera, to your point, just um, actually ended up playing to my strength. So let me ask you this question. While you, while you guys started developing Red Meat Lover and, and figuring out the recipes, figuring out all that kind of stuff, what would you say was the hardest part of getting it launched? The editing. I mean, to, to really do a, a quality vid, um, so much happens uh, once the camera's off. And, and so figuring that out, if, if you've ever – I know you have a YouTube channel. I've yep. watched some of your videos, man. I, I uh, really like some of the stuff you're doing. I noticed that you posted a Sunday uh, like motivation thing that I watched the other yep. week. That was, that was really excellent. Yeah, man. I really like that. And I just want to tell you to continue that because that type of uh, – um, 
um, video, that type of message is what I really, what I'm looking to say is uh, always, you know, so powerful. So many people need to hear the story, you know, and, and, and sometimes be lifted up a little bit too. So I, I think, uh, what you're doing is really cool there, but you know, th- this editing thing is a really tedious, uh, business. Yep. <laughs> and luckily, uh, luckily my partner's good at that. And, uh, he handles that. Now we've gotten to the point where we hire people to kind of assist with that process, but that's, that's definitely a tough component to figure out to do quality work. Absolutely. I mean, doing, doing good video work, doing, doing high quality video, it, it definitely, what's the word I'm looking It's a pain in the ass. Uh, <laughs> no doubt, dude. Absolutely. You know, hundred percent, but that goes with anything that goes with, that goes with good quality, um, photographs and all that kind of stuff, any kind of imagery that people are putting out. I don't think people think about some of the people that are are really creating really, really good images, how much time they take to create these images, to set them up, to make sure that they look good, to, to make sure that it all kind of fits. You know what I'm saying? And, and making sure that the, the image and the branding and everything works together. That's kind of the hard, almost one of the hardest things. Cause you could take an amazing image and go, you know what? That branding, just, it, it doesn't work with us. And then it's like back to the drawing board. It's a tremendous effort. You know, I mean, you live it. Yeah. Um, and you're hundred percent right. And it's just, we're kind of inundated with it. And so, um, I think, you know, people just kind of take for granted. Well, if, you know, the more uh, ubiquitous it is, the less kind of value it has. It's kind of true of a lot of things, you know, whether it's true or not, but, uh, it takes a ton of work to make sure your branding is uh, on point. Um, as you mentioned, is just, well, retouching the photos and doing all that. I started on that. I was a part of that when I was just kind of uh, really running the site solo early in its inception. And uh, thank God none of those pictures are on the West side because they are horrible, man. They are, they're bad. <laughs> yep. And then, he, and then, it, and then you start to play into that, like that realm of stuff, you know, toggling you Instagram, not, not, uh, not letting your stuff kind of go as much as it should. Um, Facebook doing the same thing. Uh, and then YouTube also does that, you know, if it doesn't, if it doesn't hit their algorithm quite correctly right away, it's almost like, damn, well, just screwed that up. And and then, and then it's so weird because even if it sits there and then it hits some other algorithm correctly, it can take off. Absolutely. So weird. Uh, it is. And, you know, I had always kind of, you know, knowing that. Facebook owns Instagram and what Facebook has publicly said about how they de-emphasize businesses within their algorithm. So you got, you know, people that basically, I think they said 5% of your audience is going to see this. Well, it takes a lot of time to build up a half a million followers, man. Like, and yep. there are people who put real time in that, but I get the other side. It is advertising. And I was always concerned, um, about putting too much time into Instagram and then just having our conversation in Kansas city as well as some other ones, just kind of, you know, reaffirms I, I do, uh, because of the website component and the recipes, I actually, uh, am, uh, bigger on Pinterest than I am on, uh, Instagram. But again, that's something where we work as a team, I, um, t- to get that running, but, uh, also on YouTube, I've noticed it as well. Um, 
you know, it takes, it takes some real followers to get that big 30,000 view kind of first 24 hour, uh, launch. Uh, and so many of our videos, as you mentioned, have, uh, been out there. Uh, Some of them have taken off right away, but others have kind of gone the first 48 hours with three or 500 hits and kind of get 20 hits a day. And then sometimes six months later, they take off. And to your point about the YouTube algorithm, yeah, I've seen that as well. It's just very strange to me. And I feel like like the hard thing to me is like, you have, you know, you get, say you get, you know, 7,000 subscribers and then you get 30 hits in the first 24 hours. And you're like, well, are all these, are all these people getting to see this? And you don't know. You, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I've even looked at some of the bigger YouTubers. Um, like, let me say that huge, but in, in the medium range, I guess you'd say maybe 150,000 plus followers. And it's interesting because their percentages of first 24 hour views aren't their percentages kind of work out a few points better than mine, but, uh, but the percentage is still pretty close and it's usually somewhere around uh, seven to 10% somewhere in there for that first launch. At least that's what I've noticed. It's just anecdotal really. And then that's the same thing with Instagram. Instagram starts to toggle guys. Um, if you, if you, if you were nerding out on you, we're really, really sorry if this isn't something that you're really too, too interested in, but uh, we will, I promise there will be some kind of barbecue chat somewhere in this, in this, in this, ner- <laughs> in this nerdy of Instagram and barbecue chat. But you know, like we, you know, we got a lot of followers on Instagram and it's like, dude, maybe, maybe two to 3% get what we, what we show. Maybe. You know what I mean? That it's and wild. that's because here's the thing: we don't pay for any of our, we don't pay for any of the boosts, we don't pay for any of the ads, we don't do any of that. And I think people don't understand that if you don't do that, if you're not paying to play, they're really toggling you. And I've heard people say, well, you know, if you just pay a little bit, sometimes they help you out. And I don't see that to be the case. I the way that I actually see it is. Once you start paying to play, they see that you will pay, and then they start toggling your non-paid posts, I think, even more. And, and the worst part is it's all speculation. So then are you spending money on just purely speculative behavior? Because you don't know. I, to my, I mean, to my knowledge, they don't publish that kind of exactly uh, what you're talking about. Uh, but they, You don't. They don't. Like, they really don't. And the other hard part is – they kind of give you this like wide wide berth spectrum of what you're going to get for your money. You know what I mean? Like they're like, well, we'll give you somewhere between, you know, a thousand views and 5,000 views. And it's like, right. What do you mean? Can't you just put me like in my own followers feed? And that's the other thing that they'll say too. They'll be like, do you want to just be delivered to your own followers? And it's like, well, I thought I was being delivered to my own followers. Like that's why they followed me. Exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly. And then the other question you have to ask yourself when you do that is what's the ROI on the investment if you do make it? So if you spend the money, well, then what are you going to get? Are you going to get more followers? And what's more followers worth to you? Especially now, only 5% of – so you only really get one out of five that can see everything. Or 
I, you know, however, you know, you're monetizing everything that you do, like the bottom line is what's like the cost per customer. Right. So I, I, I don't know. That's probably a real, um, not a real clear equation in, in on your side, but I don't really know, but it's, it's a question. What's the ROI on this? So this thing gets a hundred likes or if I get a hundred new followers, but what's that really worth? And I, I think that's why we're living in this weird new world. Um, and we can't really answer those questions. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a very difficult, it's a difficult world. It is. Yeah, I've uh, I've played around with the Facebook advertising a little bit and just running different audiences. I don't I'm not trying to grow the page, um, but more or less um, in the first 48 hours, you know, hey, spend five or ten bucks. It's just a little toe in the water in terms of spend um, to say, hey, is there any ROI behind this? And largely, I'm finding there's really not. You know, and, and I mean, Facebook and Instagram, considering they're owned by the same people, they're kind of like once you do that, it, they're, they're kind of like, you know, they're like a crackhead. They're like, oh, I got that. First hit. <laughs> right. How do I get more? More. How do I more. get more out of this person? <laughs> then they're calling you on Friday night. You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, bro, how do I get more? <laughs> Ready to like, do this. It's just insane. But. What when you first started cooking? You first started kind of cooking barbecue and doing all that kind of stuff, cooking red meat. What were your first kind of first few cooks? What dipped your toe into the water, and how bad did you do on them? <laughs> oh man, what a great question, Mikey! Fantastic. Uh, I lived in an apartment, and I didn't have an outdoor grill, so I was always trying to broil steaks. You know, mm, it's um, a hard one. It is. It is. You leave the door closed. And it basically bakes it. Yeah, turn it up on high. You're still getting a baked steak. Um, Pretty much, yes. Yeah. And it's just uh, the doneness is tough to get right. And then the color usually, unless you got that thing really, really close, it's tough to get right. So I messed up a lot of broiled steaks, set off a ton of fire alarms. Um, Still not my preferred method by any means, but I can get it done. But yeah, that was was the one I kind of – the first method I cut my teeth on and – I've just always been a strip steak kind of guy, you know, okay. we all cross the spectrum, but that's, uh, you know, where I, you know, kind of got introduced to steak in college was like the strip. It's, you know, not the cheapest, not the most expensive, good on flavor. You know, if you get the, if you get a wrong one, it's going to be chewy, but if you get a good one, it's going to be pretty tender. So that's kind of where it's at for me. Hey, you know what? Everyone's got, everyone's got their own little preferred preferred steak in the strip it's not it's not a bad steak and by any means um i think it it has a little less forgiveness Mm -hmm. um well said than certain steaks um i think a ribeye forgives a little bit more just because it has such a higher fat content um it's pretty hard to kind of mess up uh you know a filet it it um Depending on on the uh, flank that you're using, usually it's kind of hard to mess that one up too. I think the New York Strip sometimes takes takes the most. Um, what's the word? Uh, finesse sometimes to really okay. to really have that New York Strip really nicely. Just just so you know, you don't mess that New York Strip up. 
Oh, I've I've messed up a lot of them. So <laughs> what, you're saying, <laughs> what you're saying is right, man. For sure. I just don't think and, it has as much forgiveness. You know what I mean? It just doesn't. Dude, it, you know your shit. I mean, it, that was really clear to me in KC. You do. And, if you and that's go over point. on that, Total. you're gonna you're you're good. Like you said, man. If you mess it up, it's gonna be chewy. Yeah. No, it's uh no, I can't. You 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 said it very well, man. Wow. Yeah, but uh, you know, and for me, just at that stage of my life, the the ribeye, uh, you know, the, it has some really good components. But that was one I, I messed up a lot too earlier, just doing it over way too high heat for too long. And uh, anyway, uh, but that's yeah, that's kind of where I started with the strip steak. But I mean, that's a great the, steak to start. And like you said, it's it's a little bit more affordable than sometimes a ribeye is. Or a fillet is so sometimes that that price point, you know, you're willing to kind of run that gamble, right? <laughs> well, as a college student, yeah, as a yeah. college student, I mean, I made, uh, I bartended in college, I did all right, but you know, it's still like, uh, you know, still buying it myself. So that was like a good, uh, a good starting point. But uh, eventually, you know, I, I took the best of both worlds and just really got into porterhouses, which is probably uh, you know another one of my. Yeah, it's it's on the bone. It, it's you know, it's it's uh, got both, and it's uh, it kind of pleases everybody. So it does. It, it's a great steak. It is. It's a very large steak. Um, so if you are not very hungry, uh, you tend to have a lot of food. Yep. You yep. tend to you know you tend to be tend to have a couple leftovers, which is great sometimes too, in the sense that if you are just cooking for yourself. Uh, as you were like in college, if you're just kind of cooking for one, having that leftover and being able to do something else with it and then trying to figure out how to repair that with something else goes, it goes, it goes huge. Yeah. At that stage of my life, I just, you know, 3am in the morning, I'm just pulling it out of the fridge cold. <laughs> going to town on it. <laughs> Maybe melt some cheese over the top of it. Yeah, you didn't no. care at that point. No, yeah, yeah. Hell no, done. man. No. Because it, it was, yeah. So what are some of the recipes people, like when they when they start going to see you, what are some of the stuff that they kind of, like what can they expect on the YouTube channel? Uh, well, you know, as I mentioned, our, our motto is cooking meat made easy. And that's really, you know, I think that there's a lot of, man, just concerns about cooking meat and misconceptions and, um, and so we, you know, we want to break those down. So, you know, we're really a channel for the everyman, you know, um, we're might be, uh, you know, there, if you're a professional barbecue or, you know, you're above that, but this is kind of something that caters to every, everyone who's, you know, wants to cook, especially do it well. And in a home environment, we kind of picked the name red meat lover because it, it didn't, it didn't lock us into one way of cooking. And so we wanted to be able to kind of, uh, cover everything from the grill to the stove, to the broiler, as I mentioned, yep. um, and a number of other methods. And so, uh, the name was also a catch all, you know, I mean, red meat is pork, um, beef, uh, you know, there's some other ones out there, lamb, but, uh, if you take a look, close look at the logo, you'll see a, a chicken hiding right inside. It's kind of the, uh, hidden treasure in the logo. Um, so we, outside of covering all, uh, all cooking types, we wanted to cover all different types of proteins as well. Yep. We wanted to have the freedom to do that in our name. Um, so that, that's what you're going to find again, mostly red meat, mostly, 
uh, beef, pork, and ch- uh, well, again, chicken, white meat, but uh, still out there. Uh, and actually, our chicken wing videos are some of our fan favorites, man. Um, I it's weird. Uh, I don't think like it's red weird. Meat lover. I don't think it's weird. I think it's just the fact that a lot of people mess up chicken. Oh, yep. Again, been there. You know, chicken is. I think. I think it's a lot of people mess it up, but it's so cheap. That they're willing to continue trying and trying. And mm-hmm. Trying. Mm-hmm. But a lot of like a lot of people that I talk to are like, man, how do you make chicken wings not like? How do you make them crunchy on the grill? How do you make them? You know, how do you you know make make my like my wings keep burning or they're dry or they're the the skin's chewy. How do you, you know, how do I make my chicken breasts not fucking shoe leather on a Yeah. Grill? And a yep. lot of people don't get that. Well, they, yeah. Well, when I started, it was just you fuck it up until you get it right. Because, I mean, YouTube is really awesome. You can go out there. You can research all different kinds of cuts, yep. all different kinds of methods. Pick the, the ingredients and the methods that you're most comfortable with. Again, kind of going back to where we started our conversation, uh, how we got into what we're doing. I mean, just pick what's easiest for you, what you're most comfortable with. And it's a lot, a lot easier today. But, you know, that's how we kind of perfected our chicken wings was just a, a, a lot of messing it up, man, over the years. And then we kind of figured out, you know, well, if you go around the exterior and you do a couple of these other things, you get really crispy chicken wings on the grill. And that was actually our second video, um, uh, and it has I think like 180,000 views, uh, something like that, maybe 150. I don't know, man. Yeah. But it's crazy. Um, and you know, the biggest thing I learned about myself uh, because it's really, as you know, I, I don't know. There's a certain getting over yourself, like oh, of course, watch, watching yourself on television or putting yourself out there where you just got to go, man. I'm gonna do it, and people are gonna think what they're gonna think, right? But Oh, you yeah, still want to do good. You still hate every right? minute of watching yourself. <laughs> you do, but you still want to do good. And so when I go back and I look at, you know, like my first video, like it's all technically correct. It hits all the marks, but it just lacks authenticity, you know? And, well, I, think and, it la- I don't think it's lacking authenticity per se. You know what I think it is? It's lacking the uh, comfortability in front of that, like in doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because right. you're just lacking that. Like you're still, you're still you, and you're still, t- you're you're still giving the information really, really well. I just think you're lacking that, like that little bit of, oh my god, I'm actually doing this. <laughs> right. Yes. You yes, have like that. Oh my. It. Oh shit. Moment. Yeah. Right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Like oh shit. Like this shit's going up on YouTube. Like really. Like. And of course, you know, my thing was like, yeah, that thing is not going to get more than 300 views. And, and now it, it performs. And uh, the, the interesting thing about my second one, which is the chicken wing video, um, was, you know, we just thought we'd step it up a notch a little bit. And so we got the pit going and the pit was already started naturally. And I take lighter fluid for effect, spray it over the top to get a big flame to start the video. Mm, and man, the number it. of hate... The number of hateful comments I've received about that is, is it's funny to me. Yeah, man. Lighter fluid, not not a fan of real barbecues. 
Oh God, no, I don't use it at all. But the, the point is, is, you know, you just, I dumped it on there just for a fact, a little bit at the end and it goes up, you know, just thought it would be a cool shot. And, uh, yeah, it just comes with the territory, you know, anything, social media, you're going to get some, uh, good comments. You're going to get some bad comments. You know, we, we know from our statistics that our like percentage is about 95%. And I think that that is good to know, but then you get that, that uh, 1% of the 5% that doesn't like the video that comments on it. <laughs> and it's, some of them are hysterical. I don't, I have thick skin, so it doesn't bother me. You know what? Um, uh, my always, my always favorite is the people that comment on it that are like, I hate this video. It's stupid. I don't think they're doing it right. And it's like, cool. What are you doing? And they're like, Oh, I don't do anything. Awesome. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. Thank you for, uh, thank you for being a part of the community. Right. You know, it's like, geez, Louise, yeah. What are you putting out there, man? Nothing. Um, nothing. I, I, I literally give nothing. I take everything, but I give nothing. <laughs> right. Um, I kind of handle with, you know, to the neg- – we're getting so many comments now. It's like – it's just tough to keep up with them all. They're, they're coming in. But, uh, you know, occasionally you'll get one that's really hateful. And uh, I just kind of have the same response for all of them. You know, it's just like, hey, thanks for checking out the video. If uh, – uh, you can subscribe to our monthly newsletter for updates or uh, subscribe to our channel, you know, and, and no one ever responds to that. So that seems to be the way I handle it. Yeah, I mean, that just if you love it, subscribe to our channel. If you hate it, subscribe to our channel. Like, whatever. Either way, it's entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Like, what was the one guy who I heard about? He was getting a lot of negative feedback and people were coming and posting on his uh, wall and he said – you know that's still engagement, right? You it know, is. like people are still engaging, and it's and, and like, YouTube does not look at that in any way, shape, or form any differently. No, I mean, I don't care what you call me; just call me, right? Yeah, like, oh Hollywood saying, just, just give me a call. Like it does. It honestly, like it doesn't matter if you hit that like button or if you hit that dislike button. Um, YouTube just sees it as engagement. It's like, oh, people, people are engaging the video. Yeah, it does not matter. Yeah, it's a, it's always interesting to me um, who who sits around and posts this stuff. But uh, again, I don't. Uh, my partner uh, partners in the website they take it a little bit more. Uh, uh, take it more to sometime. heart. Yeah, and so I just take the lead on on me and or the interns that we have working for us, kind of under my guidance. Just take the lead on responding. So hey, you know what? It it happens. It's not a huge deal. You gotta cry about it later. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, but it's been a real exciting ride. I've, I've learned a lot, you know, we're, uh, you know, the one thing we were committed to when we decided with, uh, you know, decided that we were going to make a second and third video was, uh, uh, to really look beyond that and, you know, commit to a publishing schedule that we, that would be regular that we could deliver on. And so we started at one a month. Um, I recently uh, left my full-time employer, so we're going to step that up to uh, a, a more rapid pace um, yep. and, and see what happens. I mean, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank um, you, man. Thank I, you. I'm, I'm excited. It, it's, I'm sure it'll take off. You guys are doing some great stuff. Now, here's my question. What was your favorite video you guys have done so far? And then followed up on that is what was your least? Jeez Louise, man. Great question. What was my favorite video? Uh, 
Man, my favorite video, one of my favorite recipes on the website is our um, steak roll-ups. It's uh, basically, have you ever had rouladen? Are you familiar with rouladen, German dish? I'm not. Okay, so it's basically, you know, some uh, uh, some thin sliced beef, and inside it, they wrap uh, some bacon, a pickle, mustard, oh, okay, yeah, 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 right. And, and it's like, wait a minute, the thing that I should like the most about this, I like the least, and that's the bacon. Why? Because it's soggy. It's wrapped inside the meat, usually covered in gravy. And so I just reverse that and wrap the bacon around the outside, pickle inside, uh, you know, wrapped in like a, a top round. Uh, they sell them sometimes as like breakfast steaks or whatever, so they're really yep. cheap. Um, you puree some onions, mustard, garlic, you know, wrap that up, and then you, you do the bacon around the outside. And I was, man, I was just, my family loves them. Everyone who I serve them to absolutely loves them. And it has been the worst performing video we've published. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody is watching this thing. It's like, this, this is so good, you know, like your, your peeps would love this shit, but, uh, Nobody watches it, but that is my favorite video, um, favorite recipe, at least. Funny how that works. You're like, but nobody, nobody, nobody cares. Uh, lesson learned: nobody is searching for the term roulade. Okay, don't make any videos about it because nobody is looking for it. <laughs> and you know, I will. I will say we did a chicken video, um, and we did a chicken burger video, and man, that thing did really well. Really. Yeah, I was actually slightly surprised. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they they do surprise you sometimes. I've had a few of those myself. So, uh, yeah, my my least favorite, man, I think that was the other part of the question, right? Yeah. Least favorite video? Man, that's a tough one. Probably my first one. Just because I sweated it so much, man. I did. Like, get, making sure it was all right. Like, couldn't be on camera. And then, it's, uh, out of all that sweating it, it's funny how things work, right? So, out of all that sweating it, that's, that one has the greatest dislike-to-like ratio. Still very good. Still happy with it. But it is the greatest of all the videos we published. And I think that, like you said, that those other things kind of come through. But uh, it turns out that kind of the more you, uh, not to get too philosophical, but kind of the more you let go of being concerned about some things, it seems that those things kind of prosper in a, in a weird out, way. Yeah. yeah, man. And so like the more I've let go of like really kind of caring, like, ah, oh, what does this look like or whatever? Um, what do I look like? How does this come across? Um, and the more I've just been me, uh, it's actually, we've been more successful. So now do you have a video where you were like, dude, this thing's going to fucking break the internet. It's going to rock. It's going to be a rock star. And then you're just like, Oh, it didn't do as well as I thought. Did I have one of those where I thought I was going to be a rock star? Um, so I'd have to actually have the knowledge to be able to make that prediction. Um, and I didn't really gain kind of that knowledge until we were about a year and a half into this. Like, what are people really looking for, you know? Um, but I guess I'd go back to that Reladen video. I thought, man, people are going to really like this. I actually know another one because I've done, gosh, over 30 now. So it's hard to... Uh, it's hard to kind of keep track sometimes, but, uh, uh, like I just did, did some, uh, kebabs on the grill, you know, something really basic, just basic kebab trip, uh, tricks while you're out there grilling. 
And I thought that that one do, would do really well. And it's still probably been out there for 15 months and under a thousand views. You know, it's just like, it, uh, just, it was just not, not what you thought. No, not meant to happen. So <laughs> what about you, man? Like anything on your end where you're like, I thought that this one would absolutely kill it. And then nothing, you know, um, I think that, uh, I, I think we've had a couple of those, you know, our YouTube channel is still very new. Um, so it's very still, we're still learning a lot of that stuff. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of like the, the hard, hard thing of it is learning like what's going to do really well. What's not like our spare video that we put out. I, I, it, it did very, very well. I wasn't expecting that to happen. Um, we did a smoked chicken and waffle video. Thought it would fucking rock. Did not. Uh, hmm. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like it just, we did a, you know, we did a smoked lamb chop video and we thought we were going to do, we were going to do a lot better on that. And it, it did. Okay. Not doing great. Yeah. No, no, our YouTube in general is not the greatest. Um, uh, we don't have the most views on it. Uh, but it is still very, very new. It is. And, and you know, it takes, it takes so long. So th- this weird, these weird compounding like uh, returns. I guess I'll step back and say like, I don't. We, we don't produce any of this for views. Uh, we don't. It, it really comes from a, a spirit of uh, wanting to put out something that's really great first. You know, first yeah. and foremost. And then you know what happens with that happens with that. Uh, I. So that's really kind of been at the heart of uh, what we do. Um, also at the heart of what we do is you know we want to create all this all our videos in a way that it's educational, that people learn something to hopefully there's some humor in it. That's what we strive for. And then third, it, it inspires in, as like an inspires someone to try this at home. So that's kind of what we're always about in every video. That's really what we're, the points we're trying to hit on. But, you know, I also say uh, we put out great stuff for a while and it just takes so long to hit that first thousand views. It really does. Our yeah. first thousand subscribers subs it's like then you hit a thousand, and then kind of going back to my earlier statement, these compounding returns just occur. You know, it's the point where you're like, "Gosh, I waited so long to get a thousand, and now I'm getting that at this interval, and you can't believe it." You know, and so just keep yeah. on plugging away, man. That's all you can do, right? I mean, yeah, I mean that that's kind of all you can do. You just got to keep going, and. Um, Obviously, it, it, it is hard. Like, we're at, we're at 288 subscribers, uh, which is low. But I'm not really doing it for the subscribers. I, I really don't, like, I'm just kind of trying to put out some fun stuff. That's what it's about. That's absolutely what it's about. And then, you know, if you're doing it, if you're putting out something that you enjoy doing, and it adds value, and I've watched your videos, and they do, um, then it will just happen naturally. The 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 main problem with the whole thing is you can't control the timeline, right? Like, is it no. like, I'm putting out a ton of great stuff. It should happen quick. And it just doesn't. We've been at this four years, Mikey. Yeah, dude, it, it's, it's insane, right? It's, it's one of those things where like, um, you're kind of also at the mercy of, of, of like the people who are creating the algorithm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you really are. You're at their. You're at their mercy, and 
what I do think is funny is people will go, oh, well, they have this many subscribers on, on, on you know, this platform. They must have bought those subscribers because they don't go across every board. What people don't understand is moving subscribers from Facebook to Instagram to YouTube to Twitter or whatever, people live in their own little worlds, in their own little bubbles. Yep. And yep. some people choose to follow you on Instagram and they will be there loyally on Instagram the whole time. And that's where they want to see your shit. And they don't want to go see you on Facebook. They don't want to go see you on YouTube. They don't want to move to those platforms. And there's some people, honestly, that, you know, yes, does YouTube get used a lot? Absolutely. Do people use YouTube? Yeah. Some people don't have YouTube accounts that use YouTube. You know what I mean? That aren't subscribers on YouTube. Or yep. they only use YouTube when they're like, listen, something broke in my kitchen. How do I fix it? Hundred percent, man. Yeah, I, they don't, and and they don't carry over, and that's why I actually stopped. I just I haven't deleted the account, but I've stopped updating anything to do with Twitter because <laughs> I don't enjoy that. I don't use the platform that much myself, and I just don't know for me and what I'm doing, or maybe I'm open to the fact I'm not doing it right, but uh, I just haven't found it to be a very uh, you know engaging endeavor, you know, because it's one thing to produce stuff; it's one thing to just yell into the forest right like what's the point of this and that's that's what twitter felt like to me but they they don't you know people are engaged in the, the mediums that they're engaged in and uh yeah they don't cross over because i'm for myself i'm not a huge instagram guy you know um and that's just me i know it's big but there's other other ways i like to connect and and see and you don't cross over to the instagram it's just exactly it's, it's that's that's just the world. It's a very it's almost like it's kind of weird. It's almost like the uh, the high school um, cafeteria. You know what I mean? Where it's like you got your YouTubers over here. You got your <laughs> right. Instagram people. Yeah, there's people that go across the board. And those are the those are your floaters. Right. But the, those are your, your exceptions. They're not your rules. It's people still stay in those little clicks. Mm hmm. Absolutely, man. Um, but as as you know, as you've seen, as uh, had the success with, you stay in the right, you know, medium long enough, and stay at it, and begin to figure some things out, and, Eventually and have some success. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look look at all look at all your Instagram subscribers you have versus what I have, or or you know, and, and that doesn't happen without the effort. And the same with what we're doing right now, oh, this course, podcast. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I mean, so that's. Congratulations to you. I want to acknowledge you for that. You built, uh, you know, something really cool, really great, and uh, you know, but it doesn't come without the hard work. I mean, that's the bottom line. That's absolutely true. I mean, the ins- uh, the podcast is really. I mean, it's that's really the driving force, right? I mean, if the Instagram went away tomorrow, the podcast would still be here, and we'd still be able to chat. You know what I mean? That's the beautiful part of it. Um, is, is the podcast still has its own listeners? It it still has about four or five of you guys out. There's, thank you so much for uh, <laughs> for being with us. Um, but you know, I always I, I always kind of approach it in that sense when people are like, "How many listeners? How many how many subscribers do you have?" And I'm like, "Dude, I got four. And they're like, "What do you mean four? They're like, "No way." And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I just approach it that way because it's to me, it's every subscriber. Is, you know, every subscriber means the world to me. And it, it, the the fact that you decided to give me an hour of your week, you know." 
it means it's it means the world to me. It's it's awesome, and I want to thank everyone out there for who does listen to us. And if you don't like our podcast, thank you for listening. If you love our podcast, thank you for listening. If you hate me, you think I'm an asshole. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all you can do, man. You know what I mean, and, uh, like. And, and and I can vouch for you, man. It was uh, you know you know connecting with you and uh, so many other great people in this world of barbecue and cooking is awesome. I can't even tell you, man, I come from uh, like a, uh, a corporate background before I got into all this and, you know, been to a lot of conferences and I, I come back home and I tell people about, you know, the just really authentic experience going to any of these events are the great people you connect with and, uh, and, and all kind of willing to share their, their tips and tricks of the trade. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, um, I think it's one of those things where people that are barbecue guys and people that cook, they don't really, we don't hide much. You know what I mean? Where people are like, "Hey, I want to learn how to do that." Okay. <laughs> well. Right. You know, you're putting yourself and it's like I always uh, one of the things that uh, about public speaking is like comedy. Right. When you try comedy, you know, immediately if you succeed or fail. Right. Like there's instant feedback. It's not like the rest of what you're saying. It's, you know, the audience must laugh or they don't. And you either execute or you don't. And it's the same way with kind of cooking. You know, you're just really putting yourself out there, you know, um, because uh, as we've talked about earlier, you're going to mess it up sometimes. That just comes to the territory. Yeah. um, I mean, I think that's that's exactly the truth. You know what I mean? Either you you completely messed it up or. You you hit it, you hit the nail on the head, or you didn't. Like it's one way or the other. And uh, like you said, like with comedy, that's definitely an instant thing. Food is usually an instant thing. The only thing that I, I find hard with food is sometimes people will say to your face, be like, "Oh, this is really good," and then walk away and be like, "This is really shitty." <laughs> right. You know well, what I mean? Because you do a kid, you do a catering business as well. We we all yeah. I also have a it's a little more than a catering business. We we decided at first we were like okay we're going to cater we're going to catering, and we we've changed it up a little bit. So we're calling it a barbecue company. Uh, reason we're calling it a barbecue company is because we do we do catering, we do pop ups. So we work with local breweries and stuff like that. We do farmers markets. So we're doing a little bit more than just your traditional caterer. You know what I mean? And we absolutely and, and kind of the way you said it, where you were like, "Listen, we don't want to put ourselves into this small little bubble of saying, hey, we're a catering company, we're a catering company, we're a catering company.'" I think when I said when I say barbecue company, it opens up that world so much more to me. Absolutely, it gives you a lot of flexibility to you know use the creativity to create what what. Whatever you want, man, you know, and, uh, it's, I think ultimately, you know, when it comes down to, you know, what, what are you up to every day? What makes you happy? Right. It ultimately comes down to what you're creating in many cases, you know, you know, part of this whole thing, part of this whole process, Mikey was just, you know, kind of also this parallel journey I was going on, uh, through as we all do really, uh, through kind of self-discovery. And it ultimately comes down to what's adding value and what makes you happy. And sometimes I really believe a large component of that is what are you creating out there? 
You know, what are, what are you using your creativity for? Um, trying to build. Yeah. And if you're, and I think if you're using your creativity for something positive, uh, it's going to, it's going to show, you know what I mean? Like if you're using it for something negative, people, people will also see that and they'll be like, Oh, well that's kind of shitty. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Absolutely. Well, you're hundred percent right about that. You know, I think it's easier to kind of get lost in a bigger city like you're in like Chicago or a New York or an LA, uh, you know, we're here in St. Louis. And so, you know, that, that's a, a big component of, of what, you know, what, what we believe is, you know, your reputation is worth more than gold. You got to protect it. You got to be doing the right thing. You know, um, I know that you had a rockwood charcoal on, um, good guys, not, yeah. I mean, um, code three spices. I mean, these guys are right in my backyard. I, I wouldn't have been, at uh, NBBQA if it weren't for a meeting with Rockwood Charcoal. I mean, great companies, great people doing the right thing, and it pays off, you know, and uh, it's it's, uh, really neat to see when it's it's really working for people. That excites me, man. I love to see young guys, uh, any business owners out there getting after it, really trying to grow their business and succeeding. I think that's really cool. We just, uh, a little bit ago, we just did a video – kind of highlighting one of Code 3 uh, rubs. And it wasn't um, – please don't think that it was a paid sponsorship or anything like that. It wasn't It wasn't like, a, hey, can you guys shout us out in your video? It wasn't um, – it's just – it happens to be my favorite rub to do this with. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah. You know what no, I mean? It's, it's like, hey, I'm using their rub. Why? Because I like it. And it's, it's my favorite – it's – it is one of my favorite garlic rubs on the market. It's their grunt rub. Um, and I do, I did Fantastic, this kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know if you watched it. We did this, uh, we did a potato, a grilled potato skin, right? Okay. So right. it didn't do quite as hot as we'd like it to do, but that's okay. It's fine. I don't really care. I'm not making videos for people. I'm making, I'm making kind of weird recipe videos. I'm not going for those like where people are like, listen, how to grill a ribeye steak is going to help you. Grow, grow, and it's like, yeah, well, <laughs> like, yeah. There's four million videos on how to fuck that thing up, so go ahead. Right. Um, like I'm just kind of doing things that I like to make, things that I think people kind of find interesting, um, things that like I've taught in classes before that like have gotten really like at first people are like what, and then they try it and then they see it and they then they're like, dude, I make those three to four times, you know, a year now because of parties. Like our grilled potato skins we used to do in a couple different classes and I don't know how many of those students that I still talk to are like – I was making your grilled potato skins the other day because we were having a family get-together and everybody loves those things. He, they're like, I do pawn them off as my own but that's beside the point. I'm like, no, dude, that's not great. You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But it's like it, – those are the kind of shit that I'm doing and so I used, I used grunt rub in that. And it's like, dude, I, I just used it because I like it. Oh, absolutely, man. And I look, I look, and, forward, I, and you know, I do, I do, I will say, I do love Mike and Chris. They're great humans. They're awesome. I mean, they're great. It's, uh, it's, you know, it, it's about, it's about supporting people and products and, and, and the quality, you know. I, I look forward to doing a video with that. I've featured, uh, uh, Rockwood and uh, Code Three uh, on my Instagram, and look, you know, we're just 
production schedule we've already filmed the next few months so it's just yeah, about getting well, some out of there course, but it's, it's, it's a whole different game like but, you, the production schedule most people don't quite understand no they don't but you know those are companies i want to support because they're great people and great companies not as you mentioned because of the paid sponsorships i haven't um i haven't done any of that and i'm not saying that i wouldn't but you know it first and foremost has to be about supporting great companies and great products. And that's what's really important to us, you know, because if you're just out there shilling, going back to the authenticity, people eventually see through that. You know, you follow people on Instagram. I follow people on Instagram and other, other mediums where, you know, it's paid where, you know, there's holding up a bottle and you know, that's not who, who, um, we want to be as a company. Um, basically, you know, it's, it's, that's really a transparent business, but, you know, supporting those companies like code three that are giving back to the community, you know, they're smoking on Maine is right in my backyard. And I, uh, was talking with them recently and they, they donate all the proceeds to first responders. I think that's incredible. Yeah. And I want to support them, you know, uh, uh, Beyond that, it's it's just about, uh, you know, within that context of just putting out the best work you can. And like you said, when it comes to production schedule, there's so much behind it. It's it's ridiculous. I didn't know for sure. If I did know, I might not have started doing any of this because it's 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 a lot of work. Well, I just think it's crazy when people are like, oh, so, you know, this is, you know, you're 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 doing this video, so it's gonna come out this week, right? You're doing you're filling it on Tuesday. That means it's dropping Wednesday. Yeah, right. Probably not. <laughs> which Wednesday and which month are you referring to? Yeah, basically. you know, and it's like I'm not dropping it tomorrow. I mean, have we done that? Yeah. Do do we like doing it? No. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that's where these vloggers on YouTube that drop every day, man, it is like – that doesn't even look like fun to me. Some of it, I understand like some of it. If it's like one of those things where it's like uh, you know, some of the vloggers that talk about current events that are doing that kind of stuff. I mean I understand. I guess you kind of have to, right? You can't be like – You have to. Yep. I'm going to talk about what's going to happen in three days, but I'm going to record it now. Right. So that's the hard part I guess, but – uh, I, I, man, that turnaround is just way too fast for me. I agree. And it's like, uh, you know, it's, uh, that editing process, um, because, you know, you have some bad takes sometimes you got some stuff or, or that you just messed it up like a steak and, yep. uh, you, yep. And, and you gotta, it, it just takes, uh, my, the, 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 my partner who edits the videos, called me over one day. He's like, you just got to come over and sit with me while I edit a video after four hours. And he wasn't done. I was like, I'm going home. I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> Matching up the audio and the different yep. cutting here and there. And, you know, and, and then some, depending on what you're doing, sometimes it's got to render, it's got to do this. Then there's, a, there, there's the waiting game. It's just, uh, do I look like a bad uh, 80s Japanese like import video where my yes. audio just lined up with my lips? <laughs> like, like, do I look like I'm going to fight Godzilla in a little bit? I, mean, I what's will going say on that's here? the worst thing ever, though. <laughs> it is because you're going to get called on it, you know, because everyone else's videos on YouTube line up. That's like my biggest pet peeve, though. Like I can't watch like if something doesn't line up, I'm out. 
No, it it fucks with your head, man. It totally does. It fucks with your head. Yeah. It, you can't watch it. It's you got to turn it off immediately. Like I've even had like Netflix load wrong, and like it just not line up well, and I have to turn it off. I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah, I can't I, do I, this. I mean, it, it shouldn't piss me off, but it does. Oh, it shouldn't, but I it just like I'm so out. Yeah, because <laughs> once you notice it, that's all you stare at. You you can't unsee that shit, man. Not at all. It's yeah, there. It, you're, it's you're the worst thing ever. It's just like I don't know. Are you a big hockey fan? Well, you know, uh, I am. Uh, I'm not a huge hockey fan. I, I I have a couple kids, and my oldest boy is a big hockey fan. So it's uh, it's a uh, big time here in St. Louis, baby. You know, they're they're. First time in the Stanley Cup, and I think it's like 49 years. It's a big deal. It's true, yeah. You guys are trying to get something to drink out of. Yeah, we understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not Chicago. I know. Rub it in. You what can it. I say? Uh, yeah, it's fair. You know, but what, what I will say is um, if you've ever watched – guys, if you ever watched hockey games, I'm about to ruin hockey for you. Um, if you pay very, very close attention when something is happening very, very quickly – the photographers that shoot there actually still use strobes, or a lot of them do, but it's a very, very quick flash, and most people don't catch it. But once you see it at a game, it's the only thing you'll see the whole game. Ah, oh, shit, man. I gotta watch, like, <laughs> five more games of hockey, Mike. It is, but it's so true. You'll just literally, that, that will be the only thing that you see. You'll be like, flash, 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 flash. Oh, it's, it's like don't think of a big pink elephant right now. Yep, right, because that's the only thing you're gonna see. And that's it, it. But it, it. It's so awesome. Oh, dude, Joey, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us, chatting barbecue, chat, chatting YouTube, nerding out on, on cooking stuff. Um, I, I, I do want to say I really do want to say thank you so much. Can you please tell everyone where they can find your barbecue journey or your journey, your online journey in general? Uh, before we wrap this podcast up. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. It's been a blast. The first time I've done a podcast, it's been fun as shit. Uh, but, uh, um, you can find me at, uh, redmeatlover.com, uh, or on YouTube, which is where we have our biggest following at red meat lover, Instagram also at red meat lover. And, uh, just, uh, thanks for listening to me talk for last, uh, 45, 50 mm-hmm. minutes. So, so as we, as we bring this podcast to a close, I like to ask this question. If you could go back into your cooking career and give yourself three tips to help shorten your learning curve, what would those three tips be? Oh God. Full of great questions, man. Uh, three cooking tips. <sighs> Fucking learn to cook ribs early. You know, don't wait on that shit. People love them. I love them. And I, uh, I waited way too long to get to learn to cook them. So start early, you know, do your research and try to, to mess them up as little as possible through education. Um, second tip, I guess it would be, uh, man, uh, learn, learn to uh, make more types of salsas, you know, sauces, things that really complement, you know, add a different flavor profile to the things that you are cooking. And uh, the third is when you're cooking for people, don't focus so much on what you like uh, because 
It's really all about the people you're serving and what they like. You know, I have a family. They don't really like spicy food. And there were some meals early on where they, you know, they wouldn't eat the food because it was too spicy. So I love spicy food. It's just something I've had to, to learn. But ultimately, cook for your audience, not for what you like. Man, that is awesome. That is fantastic. Thank you, Mikey. So I appreciate that. I, like I said, man, I want to say thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast. Guys, make sure you check out Red Meat Lover um, on Instagram. It's all one word. Uh, I believe he's on Facebook also. If you go on YouTube, that's where you're going to see all of his real production. Or redmeatlover.com will also uh, be able to help you out a ton there. So make sure you go check them out. And, uh, man, we will chat with you soon. All right. Sounds good, Mikey. Have a good one.